Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, welcome back in. It is hour two here of the early line it is the grid sportsgrid.com we are known as uh, with our friends hopefully you're our friend if you just found us if you're just uh, hanging around it is good to have you thank you for stopping by dane martinez joe ranieri here and uh, we continue to just push along dan as best we can waiting just waiting patiently to get our sports back we want them back and uh, we do think uh for the first time in a very long uh, it seems like a long time and I'm about 45 days, but it seems like it's been three years since we've had any semblance of sports at all. Uh, but we, uh, for the first time in in what feels like forever, some good news, some good feelings, some um, conversation that doesn't surround uh, doom and gloom, but rather getting back up and running, getting uh, states starting to get uh, revved up, sports, universities leagues all talking about uh you know beginning the process of trying to get acclimated into a new world that we have and fans are waiting to find out the nba of course uh next week is going to go ahead and uh, allow nba teams to open up their facilities the players guidelines are in place and only assume the nhl the uh major league baseball just right behind them uh with that ability also so Finally, we're on the right side of this damn curve with everything we've done. Dane has proved to be perfect for where we are right now. We've done it. Uh, we'll keep doing it, obviously. Now, nobody's in the clear, but at least the conversation isn't about millions upon millions upon millions of, uh, you know, people in, in harm's way. But rather now we're on the we've done the right things to this particular yeah. point. And now it is time to really start talking and having the conversation about planning moving forward and giving us a little normalcy here in the, in the world. And especially when it comes to sports, because of all the things that it provides for us from an economy standpoint, certainly from a mental standpoint, uh, this is a good thing, Dan. And it's a, it's the first time we've ever really had a chance to talk with all of this in the light of, wow, we're actually talking about, you know, pushing ahead here and moving forward. It's about time. You know, if in fact we are on the good downside of the curve, you know, in a in a larger context, which I, I've said to you all the time, Joe, is tough because New York's is different than Washington's, is different than Texas's, is different than Oklahoma's. But it does feel like we've wrapped our head around this on some level. And I've said it all the time, the devil is in the details of how we bring everyone back together. Now that we may see, like you say, the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of when this may be possible. The term, the question now is how mm. do these things happen? And you talked about it, right? There is some kind of loss of revenue. You've talked about it. There will be the new normal. It looks different. We talked yep. about some of the ways it may look different in Major League Baseball in our number one. But my point, Joe, is that this is going to have to be a collaborative effort from everybody from the front offices and the leagues to the players themselves, yep. to the television networks, to local and state and national governments, all have to pretty much be on the same page and balance what is still a public health risk, right? Mm -hmm. We're on a good side of the curve, but let's not be crazy here. There is still a public health risk out there that has to be mitigated on some level. That's why we're going to see games with no fans, right? And other things that we have to be prudent about. So mixing the public health concern with the need for normalcy, with the, the economy and business needs, um, and all of these kind of constituents, fans and public included, mm -hmm. have to do this in a collaborative way so we can do this correctly and not set ourselves back months and, you know, have to do it all over again. Exactly correct. You don't want to take two steps forward and then 10 steps back. But um, the mindset of it is at least, hey, uh, states are beginning to open up slowly, starting to get back to some normalcy. Uh, so, and again, it's all of this is not, if you'd asked us this two weeks ago, three weeks ago, there was no such talk. 
right. was just conjecture and hyperbole and maybe if i don't know we hope who knows uh, right. but we are finally it looks like getting to a point where uh the conversations need to center around okay plan of action let's go let's let's start getting this moving in the right direction the ball if you will so to speak we also talked about the last hour of course the major league baseball coronavirus news dump uh great job by them dropping in the punishment uh, or lack of punishment for that matter uh I, any punishment is beyond me at this point really with how they uh provided the explanation of uh, the same guy uh, that let the air out of the balls and deflate is pretty much now the video operator for the Red Sox. He is suspended. Hysterical. But um, they weren't the only one. We had mentioned that uh, this coronavirus has provided cover for a lot of different stories to come out and nobody actually realized what was just said. And uh, the one that blew me away, Dane, was the government coming out and saying, Oh, you, you remember that whole argument that we've spent our whole lives having about whether or not UFOs exist? Yeah, um, they do. They, they absolutely exist. And we had these videos leaked from the Navy. Remember the Pentagon? We had these uh, videos that surfaced about Navy fighter pilots that uh, encountered uh, these unidentified fly. Now they're unidentified aerial phenomena, by the way. That's the only, oh. that's the only difference we got. But we've had, I mean, we had conversations where those were leaked back in 2007, back in 2017. We've seen these around uh, a fresh batch of them just a couple of years ago. And the, it eventually came back full circle to the, ah, they're doctors. Even though the pilots of those airplanes have gone out. I know Joe Rogan had one of the pilots uh, of that video of that pilot. And he's like, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. I've never ever seen anything like that in my entire life while the government uh, comes out and he's like they're like oh yeah um they exist they're, they're dead on that we have no idea what they are uh we do know that the technology and everything around it is not something we can relate to they're not saying aliens but they're saying unidentified you know aerial phenomena certainly do exist are you kidding? All these people with tinfoil hats for years, Dame, that have been smashed and laughed at, and you're like, ah, oh, dude, you're just high. What are you talking about? There ain't nothing. Oh, that was just dropped this week, and nobody mentioned a word about it. Unbelievable to me. We've had that argument for every sci-fi movie that came out, Dane. Every one, we're all like, yeah, them UFOs, man. What would you do? Nah, they don't exist. Oh, no, Dane, they, they exist, and nobody is paying attention. Apparently, so maybe Area 51 is true as well, Joe. You know, but <laughs> and Joe, I hate to say it this way. Do you know what my mind automatically went to? And I acknowledge what? I am a cynical New Yorker, Joe. What? You know what my mind thought of? Wouldn't this be the perfect time for the aliens to come on down and mess with us? Yeah. Like, if, if, if I were the unidentified flying object or the aliens, whatever, like, now is the time when okay. Earth is ready for the picking right? exactly. I come down and do you know these movies we see right the independence day the right. alien attack kind of movies when was there ever ever joe in the thousands of years of human history when would be when would we as planet earth right. be more vulnerable and susceptible mm -hmm. to the alien attack than right, right now Oh, Joe, I've also like, and I hate to be morbid about this, but I've had similar conversations with my friends around things like terrorism in right. the United States. Yep. Like what, like we are so crippled right now and would not be able to handle like the one, two punch of anything. I've always wondered, like if I was the aliens, I'd strike when the iron was hot right now. <laughs> well, when you look at those videos and you watch them and the fact that you now have the, the Pentagon and the government saying, listen, we have the brightest minds. Right. In the world, all looked at this thing and dissected it from a minute and watched what it did. And right. there is no there is no explanation for it at all. Nothing. And actually what they're saying, this thing had to have been in order to accomplish what it was right. doing is just it some is something engineering and technology and that we are not familiar physics with. Physics engineer like with this. These guys have been. This comes out and drops, and everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, all right." So you like, do you understand what that like? This didn't just drop. This isn't China, guys. This isn't right, right. 
you do understand what the, what the ramifications of what they just said are, right? So all those people that we locked up for all those years, Dane, because they seem, you know, little green people, they won't say obviously aliens, but I got to believe this wasn't a drone a 12-year-old threw up in the sky, Dane, and was like, wow, look at this for my science project. In fact, the math that they came out with it, and just to give you an idea of how crazy this is, right? The object was 40 feet long. It went from 28,000 feet to sea level in 0.8 seconds. That means, all right, when you do the math, guys, in order to do that, they would have had to have gone at least 24,000 miles per hour, which is... You're seeing flying over you at the beach. Which is 31 (laughs) times faster than the speed of sound. And, oh, yeah, 20 times faster than an F-18. And, in fact, the technology has to be so advanced to this that it would have been like watching, I would say, like a 747 in the air, Dane, in the 11th century. That's the difference in what we're talking about (laughs) right now. That's the difference. But, hey, but you keep going on with your day. Like, no, no, the idea that this isn't even some of the governors and uh, some of the senators now are like, um, can we please, uh, can, can we figure this out? Can we... <laughs> I, and I'm telling you, Joe, wow. let's not go too far down the rabbit hole, right? But yes, I, I hear you. And wow. yes, talk about a news dump of epic, wow. reports, right? Like letting the cat out of the bag when no one is paying attention, whether it be the Boston Red Sox punishment or the fact that, you know, there's some stuff out there, people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I we're, think that is interesting. We're not but, alone no. means. Our asses ain't alone here, people. And it's probably been like that for a long time. And like I said, y'all, we are as vulnerable now as we have ever been recorded human history. So if you're going to start believing this, uh, get the bunkers ready. I'm just saying, people, it's it's a reality now. Uh, And I would love to. I mean, I would love to get whoever that pilot was on a day on job. I would love to talk to him and just be like, all right, man, give me the honest feel. Like, what was... I have a question for you, okay? And obviously, this segment, we're talking about what we're talking about, so I feel it apropos. Go ahead. Um, Me and my friends, for a long time, it has been a long-standing issue that if the aliens came down, Joe, and they were like, we are going to play one game against you in alien ball. Okay. We have no idea what alien ball is. Okay, we don't know. It's them breaking it down, right? Quidditch. Yeah, go ahead. We're gonna put up our best player, right? And we want planet Earth to put up theirs, right? What athlete on Earth right now, without knowing what the exact skill set are needed for this to compete against the aliens, right? What athlete would we put up there? Who would be the in kind representative would it be like lebron would mm. it be like cristiano ronaldo would it be michael phelps for god's sakes right would right. it be serena williams who knows right. right like if we needed one athlete yep. to represent the human race in a high stakes you know game against the aliens right. for the control of planet earth <laughs> right and I'm only bringing this up because you opened the door here. I'm just yeah, saying, but... man. I'm just saying. <laughs> it blows like, me away. Who would who who would we put up there to represent the human race? What uh, who if, is if it was a race? I I would say. I, I if it was any sort of but we don't know speed race. I, I would say give me Usain Bolt against. Sure. I don't get you throw whoever you got out there. A uh, little green guy, because you know, I'll, we'll go up against Bolt. We'll take him as sure, far as but that goes. Earth of the Earth is covered by water. Yes. So I, we need Michael Phelps. Uh, you're going to need Phelps in anything <laughs> aquatic. You're going to need Phelps at some particular point. But anything. All the world leaders have yes. to come together and yes. be like, okay, yes. our best chance as planet Earth is to put up whatever. Yes. Like to have this man or woman represent us. I yeah. think it would have to be. Either LeBron or Ronaldo. That's also a really good call, too. You're not gonna go, you're not, yeah, you're not gonna go, you're not gonna go wrong. Although I would not throw out one player. of those uh obstacle course lunatics, too. Oh, um, like a ninja warrior. Yeah, exactly that? correct. I would okay. not rule them out either because they they you will have a way that you're gonna need, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, you're gonna need some skill. Either that or we're just sending the Navy SEALs out and be like, here you go, guys. 
Let, let's see you beat all. Let's see you beat them uh, and see how put that together, works out for you. We should put together the all Earth team. Yes. To battle these unidentified flying. Yeah. Objects. I just want to go in a test drive on something that goes uh, yeah. in 0.8 seconds, 24,000 miles an hour, just goes straight. I just want to. What is that roller coaster like? I, sure I have your seatbelt on, brother. And I just I, I can't, dude. Right beforehand. Absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely love the comparison too of being in the 11th century and then all of a sudden looking up at the sky and seeing a 737 and be like, right. "What in the? Yeah, hello, welcome, uh, welcome to that." But you go right ahead uh, and do, we'll just pretend like this never came out. Un unbelievable. How many things are we seeing, like, in the last month? Yes. Straight out of a sci-fi movie. Crazy, you know what I mean? dude. Straight out Crazy. of a sci-fi Yes. Yeah, how we have to check our temperature, maybe, be by being in public Thermal space. Thermal scanners, dude. Right. Like, seriously? The idea of, like, what drones... I've seen articles of, like, what drones are doing right yes. now. Delivering medication. Yes. Blood samples. Things of that nature. Yep. Like, it's this is going to bridge the gap. Yep between what we've seen as like sci-fi movies like or when we return to work how much more is going to be automated right well, here I guys think take a look at this this is right now the future of las vegas and casinos this yeah. is what you've got right now you've got they'll never look the same this is what they are building currently now in casinos around the country getting ready to open the doors where basically dan you're in a plexiglass booth is basically what it is. It's it's crazy when you think. Look at this thing. It's crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. And you know, when I see that, I think about like a liquor store glass, yes. or like, or like it depends on what neighborhoods you're in, like the Chinese food takeout place. Yep. And that's gonna be everywhere. You know how we balance, or and and how we work. If you are sick, you don't go out. Yep. You know, it's gonna. I mean, the the idea of new normal. It's going to be more than just a sports world, though. It really is. I mean, when you think about it, you're going to walk into the MGM or you're going to walk into Ocean. You're going to walk down to Atlantic City. And Do you, uh, do you think there will be a such thing as cash anymore? Like paper money? I, well, collects germs? Cash will always be king. Cards. We're already on apps sending money left and right. Like, I... In five years, will there be paper currency? I, that's a good coin. It might all be just digital at this particular point. You know? But and how does this work? Do you have to bring your own Windex when you uh, when you come down <laughs> to play blackjack? Like, how the hell does this work right now? Like, so, I, oh, you missed the spot over here. Like, this is just, welcome to the new world, guys. This is <laughs> what we're talking about. And just, you know, two months ago, you look at this and be like, that, what are you talking about? I would never sit at a table like this if I was a blackjack player. It's, it's ridiculous, crazy. Joe. And you know, we talk about family and stuff sometimes here. I my wedding was two months ago today. Yeah, I do the place. I can't even. Uh, it's just. It's crazy. It feels like years ago. Not yep. for any bad reasons, but like we are in this grand pause of life. It's Groundhog Day, Joe. Yep. But we're still delivering content here on Sports. We're gonna take a pause. We'll be back. We'll dive into some NFL, some Chicago Bulls history. Michael Jordan. We'll do it. Coming up. Next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, and welcome back. Here it is, the early line on the grid. He is Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri. And yes, UFOs exist. You heard it here first. And don't blame me. Don't hurt the messenger, man. All right? I'm just telling you what we already know. We got LeBron, Ronaldo. I'm just telling you. Hey, Metcalf. We're ready to go. I've always said Babe Ruth was an alien anyway. I've always said that. So congratulations. That's a whole other rabbit hole. But Joe, Babe Ruth was not Caucasian. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly Seriously. correct. Jack no, Robinson was not the first black man in the NBA. Have you seen pictures of Babe Ruth? Have you seen that man's nose? Yes. He is not yes. Caucasian, okay? That man like, was put and together. And have you seen him always chilling with, like, the lower class of people of color? There's so many pictures of him, like, taking the back entrances, yep. chilling with $2 ticket people in the back. I'm just saying. All right, but I I'm not arguing with you, brother. I'm not arguing with you, man. And he hopped off one of those unidentified aerial phenomenons is what he did and dropped in Yankee Stadium. So uh, pretty funny there. But we do have uh, a couple of things. I do want to get to uh, I, I love what this Michael Jordan documentary has done for the NBA and uh, for people who never had a chance to actually understand 
that era of basketball didn't grow up with it and what they now know is Steph Curry and LeBron, but there was a whole different world uh, in the NBA in the late 80s throughout the 90s. And uh, what that documentary right now is coming to the forefront, is showing everybody, is that there weren't a lot of banana boat trips uh, back in the day. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about that coming up. But the NFL, Dan, uh, it's interesting. We've talked about Major League Baseball. Uh, we talked about how they um, are formulating their plan in order to be able to try and get uh, some games back going. We know the NBA uh, has made an announcement that they uh, were planning on opening up facilities there next week. So they're getting a little bit closer to getting some competitive games. Uh, and we know the NFL has done one thing better than everyone else's. They have just continued to move along and chug along as if everything is just the same. They're not altering anything, but that doesn't mean, Dane, that they don't have contingency plans because at any point this thing could go off the rails again and everybody knows it. So I thought it was interesting some of the ideas and some of the plans that the NFL, I believe that that came out in a report that the NFL is not just blind to this going, well, we're just, you know, we'll deal with it when we get there. They're actually, they've been dealing with it since it began. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the one thing I'll push back on you, Joe, is they haven't just been business as usual, okay? They've been lucky that they're a part of their league calendar where it is just right. kind of, quote-unquote, business, right? They don't have to come together and gather for OTAs or practice just yet. Timing is like, everything, brother. Timing yeah, is everything. Like, these signings can still happen. Mm -hmm. We saw them pull off the draft. But as per now, practice and games, yep. we're starting to hear the contingency plans, right? right? Just like in baseball, where it oh Arizona, Florida, you know, have yeah. double headers, <laughs> right. right? We're starting to hear these things in the NFL. So let me outline for you some of the um, elements mm -hmm. of what we're hearing. And at this point, Joe, because the NFL starts later, right? They've got leash to play with, right? Yeah. Uh, but what we're hearing now is they believe. Now let's let me first start with the Super Bowl is scheduled for February seventh in Tampa. Okay. Okay, let's start with that, right? And there's currently a 16-game schedule, and there's currently, you also remember, Joe, there's that week in between the championship games and the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. where the Pro Bowl usually happens. That's remember right. Back in the day, Joe, when we were growing up, there was only one week in between. Now there is two. So that's another piece of the schedule to note, okay? What they are outlining is a couple of things. One is that if they need to compromise weeks one and two, that okay. they put that on the back end of the schedule in January. Okay. okay. That's what they can do. Another thing that I think is interesting, what they are doing is organizing the schedule so that in week three of the NFL schedule, Joe, whoever you play in week three, you will have the same bye week as. So this is so that okay. if they get to the point where, uh-oh, they're losing weeks one and two, right. they move it to the back. Of the schedule okay. if they get to the point where week three you know whatever it is september 23rd whatever it is if that is not ready for prime time yet if they can't do that right like let's say the browns are playing the jets right well the browns and jets will both have the same bye week week nine and then they can make that date up in week nine. You nine, see what right. I'm saying? Yep. And so what that would do is if they lose weeks one and two, they move it to the back. If they lose week three, then every team will have to sacrifice the bye week. And they are arranging the opponent's schedule so that they'll just move it to the bye. Right. Okay. So they are buying themselves, in essence, three weeks of, uh, of wiggle room. Which of makes defense, sense, right? Right. Okay? And that is why they are also now talking to Tampa Bay and Raymond James Stadium about the date of February 28th as well. That would be three weeks back if they had to do this, pushing everything back. They also acknowledge that that week that would be the Pro Bowl would be a sacrificial lamb if need be, mm -hmm. okay? So that's week one, week two, week three. There's three weeks they're buying themselves. And then the other piece that I heard about this, remember we talk also about a drop-dead date. Right. And they are saying, from what I'm reading, is that October 15th would be the drop-dead date where if they couldn't do anything starting on October 15th, okay. then 
it would no longer be able to manage a 16-game schedule. Good. Okay, then they would have to go to fewer games in the regular schedule in the regular season. But if it happened before October, here's what they would do for weeks one, two, and three, and then the other kind of weeks would just push everything further back. back. Yep. That's where you get the Super Bowl potentially back from February 7 to February 28. So it's good, quite frankly, Joe, that the NFL is thinking about all of these contingencies. Yes. Like, if we can start here, you know, Labor Day, let's say beginning of September, we're good to go. If we got to lose two or three weeks, here's how we can do it. Yep. If it's going to be more like six weeks into October 15th, here's how we can do it maintaining 16 games. But if it pushes back further than that, we're going to have to shorten the season. Yes. And that's what we're saying, like how people have to think about these, right? Option A, option B, option C. Mm -hmm. And that's what some of these other sports are thinking too. But good that we're even hearing it from the NFL. Listen, I love the fact that they have a date on the calendar saying, listen, if it doesn't happen by here, then this yeah. it, nothing going to happen here when it comes to uh, NFL season as we would know it with 16 games. And I love that because that's, that's exactly the way it should be. And we've always said that, Dane, that there is those dates that right. are going to come and go, guys, where it's once they come, they, Major League Baseball knows it, the NBA knows it. They haven't told. They, they keep giving us these ridiculous right. artificial dates. But the, end, the NFL is like, guys, listen, October 15th, yeah. like, if we don't have it, it ain't going to be a 16-game season. So it doesn't matter what happens after that. At that point, we know – we got to have some football by October 15th in order to be able to complete a season, which I love having that information down. Like baseball, uh, the same thing, Joe, right? Yeah, it, you know, they know. They know. 62 or 144 or 100 or 80. The NBA also knows, right? right? Like, well, if it's this, we can fit in the last 18 games right. of the regular season as well. If it's this, we'll fast forward to the playoffs. Right. If it's this, we'll do three-game series instead of yep. seven-game series. They know the thresholds. Yes. Just, it's refreshing that the NFL is communicating that, or at least it's being reported to the public. Exactly, and I think it makes total sense. Now, granted, it's a little bit easier because every game less than 162 is revenue shortage. So yeah. I get it. You know, the what they gave you, the NFL, was – it, all things go well, this is what, you know, this is our cause. So I understand that. But still, um, you know, anything, it's a lot easier to manage when, you know, you just have 16 games as opposed to 162 games. Um, I did hear, too, something uh, yesterday in the NFL, which I think is interesting, which I think we all have to keep in mind, speaking of that, uh, moving forward when it comes to drafts and how teams are going to be constructed. Um, there is a, a, a big thought going on right now in Philadelphia about the Jalen Hurts pick. Mm. And they reminded us, and I, and I think this is brilliant with Howie Roseman, that, you know, the season's going to 17 games, guys. There is going to be an extra game in the season. The rosters are also going to be increased. So the idea of teams carrying three quarterbacks is not going to be in the minority. It's going to be the majority of it. And the, the, the ability to have a quarterback sitting and waiting the wings that can actually step into place, Dane, and we know 16 games is brutal. You just added another game into that schedule. And if you don't have a quality backup a la New York uh, Jets last year, guys, your entire season, especially if you're Carson Wentz, is a guy that has not really been able to play a full season. If you don't have a guy that you can groom that can step right in there, you are screwed. And not just quarterback, but obviously with the expanded rosters. When you think of it from that standpoint, yeah, it makes sense. There's going to be a lot of teams, I think, Dane, that are going to start. You almost have to carry three quarterbacks. It's not even a question of if. And, right. oh, yeah. They're going to have to be able to play. It's not just a novelty thing. You're going to need some guys in there that you can count upon with a 17-game season coming up. Yeah, Joe, you know, I'm reminded of last football season where here on this show, I was keeping track of how many teams needed to go to their backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. And some teams needed to go to their third-string quarterback, right? Duck Hodges, Luke Falk, just to name a couple. I believe, Joe, I don't have it in front of me, I believe we got to something like 18 or 19 of the 32 teams right. that had to employ their backup quarterback. And, you know, the, the Eagles were in a playoff game with, you know, 41-year-old quarterback and a mash unit at wide receiver, and were still competitive. So for some of these teams that designed themselves 
as contenders, New Orleans, in a similar vein. You see what they are trying to do with the backup quarterback position. I agree with you. It is a more prudent thing mm -hmm. to have the backup, especially if you expect to contend. Okay, and here's the other thing I will say. We're seeing it in New Orleans with Taysom Hill. We're seeing it now in Philly with yep. Jalen Hurts. I think it is beneficial to also have the slash quarterback there as well so that if you're – you know, quote-unquote, wasting the roster spot, shall it be? Jalen Hurts is going to see the field for the Eagles this Big year. Time. Maybe yep. even when Carson Wentz is there. Maybe it's QB runs. Maybe it's third down. Maybe it's red zone. Or maybe it's a zone read with Jalen Hurts as the running back. Can you imagine Jalen Hurts coming across the formation, getting the ball, and now, in essence, what are you going to do? Yep. Come up and play the run on him yep. or sit back? You know, there could be pass concepts behind that if you utilize a Taysom Hill, a Jalen Hurts. And look at where they go, right? Doug Peterson, yep. Sean Payton, kind of ahead of the curve in terms of offensive design. I agree with you. I do think this will be a, a piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. for, for teams moving forward, not only to fortify the backup quarterback spot, but to do so in a way that gives them options um, even when they're not just being QB2. And, and, and listen, it makes sense. I mean, the, there have been talks of Jalen Hurts playing a little running back, a little this, a little that. He's a great athlete, but I – you know, don't be surprised if we start to see more and more of what we're seeing, like you said, with the Saints. Um, you've already got, I think, executives there coming out, taking shots at the uh, Patriots. I think the Saints uh, assistant GM is kind of making fun of the uh, of uh, Tampa Bay for not being able to put it together with Jameis Winston and how, you know, they, they think the world of them. And it's, listen, the truth is you got a 40-year-old quarterback you got a guy that's really not a quarterback but can play quarterback. And now you got a young, you know, you've got a, uh, in his 20s, Jameis Winston, who has proven he's got it. You've got to have that kind of, it can't just be quarterback, starting quarterback, and then, oh, good God, I have no idea where else it's going to go. Right. You've got to have that moving forward, Dane. So I do think that's going to be a, that three quarterback system, that's going to be a lot more. And even guys like Jalen Hurts, there's going to be roster spots for them where yeah. there might not be. Even the kid from the XFL that is now on, uh, on Carolina, right? Yeah, absolutely. P.J. Walker. Yep. This kind of player, I think, is part of the evolution of the game. Yep. Is that this kind of – remember, like, what was it, Antoine Randall-L yep. and Cordell Stewart and other guys that were, like, the quote-unquote slash? I think the game in the NFL level has evolved where this type of player mm -hmm. has a home again, right? Yep. And so we talk about Taysom Hill in the quarterback room and how much the Saints may be paying their quarterback. I don't know that Taysom Hill is a quarterback and right. should be <laughs> in the same kind of way. The last point I'll make on Jameis, Joe, I also think it's a good move for the Saints more than most other teams, not only because of Taysom Hill and how they want to utilize him, mm -hmm. but because if Jameis Winston gets pressed into action for the New Orleans Saints, Joe – Six of any of the 16 games would be against an opponent that he is very familiar with in the NFC South. You get a quarterback who knows, right, knows the Falcons' defense, knows yep. the Bucks' defense, knows the Panthers, I mean, excuse me, knows the Bucks inside and out, knows these teams, right? So in the situation where he is pressed into action for Drew Brees, odds are he's going against a defense that he knows how to attack yep. and, you know, he could be the perfect kind of guy where in a new situation underneath Sean Payton, yep. develop into an entirely different quarterback. Just go ask Teddy Bridgewater. I, I'm telling you, it's um, it might be the new norm here, uh, folks, because it's got to be. You've got to be able to have some guys. And Joe, even the if, Raiders did that. They drafted yes. Kentucky. That's they have that yep. wide receiver, but he was the quarterback in yep. Kentucky. Washington drafted a guy out of Memphis yep. that uh, Gibson, I believe, running back wide receiver. We talk about it now, Joe. Versatility That's is becoming more and more in vogue, yep. whether it's, you know, having the three people in the running back committee, you know, finding a role for a guy like Isaiah Simmons, whatever label you want to put on him. Yep. And that is what's coming to the NFL. This This diversity, versatility, so that, you know, defenses and schemes can't figure you out got it it's going to be a necessary evil i mean you're going to allow a couple extra roster picks uh on there to carry a couple extra players one of them has to be an offensive lineman 
which means that you've got a, uh, if you can have a Swiss Army knife and a utility guy in there as, a, uh, as an extra body, uh, and usually that means quarterback position in some way, shape, or form for rosters, you cannot have what happened to the Jets last year where you lose Sam Darnold and then you've got just, you've got ridiculousness coming in after that. You can't lose seasons like that, especially, Dave, with extra games now on the schedule. I, uh, I love the move. The Eagles and Carson Wentz multiple yes. times before. Yeah. yeah, and think about it from that way from Green Bay, too, as well, uh, Green Bay Packer fans. Probably better to have than not to have at this particular point. You don't want somebody in there. You're like, who, what, where? It's, you're going to have to carry him. It's going to be a part of drafts coming up and also going to be really part of the way I think that teams construct their rosters with the extra offensive linemen. And who do you want? Would you rather have a Jalen Hurts, Taysom Hill, kind of Swiss Army? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in here to the early line on SportsGrid.com. Joe and Ari alongside Dane Martinez. As we uh, get you caught up here with uh, everything that's happening in the world of sports, which, believe it or not, may be a lot more uh, in the very near future, which is good as uh, a number of sports leagues around the world uh, making some announcements that they are uh, pushing forward there. We know uh, some soccer coming up in the uh, Bundesliga in Germany. We're going to get a little of that. We do have also... Uh, Korean baseball that uh, will probably make its way to network television here in this country coming up. Uh, so there is other things happening around the world. And of course, we know the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NFL, NHL, MLS, oh. all figuring out the ways to uh, to begin to work and get back on the court field, state, whatever it is, it's uh, it's happening. And that's all good news. And, uh, you know, Dane, on the uh, on the NFL, and we know their contingency plans, which is great. Uh, you know, now, of course, uh, the draft here, we've spent a lot of time uh, talking about the draft, some of the, uh, some of the big winners uh, from the draft, some of the ideas of maybe taking away, looking at the idea of an extra roster spot, an extra game. Right. So maybe that'll help, uh, you know, get the mindset of it's not going to be the same old, same old in the NFL moving forward that, getting somebody like a Jalen Hurts and getting him on a roster, even when you have a starting quarterback, is not a, is not a bad situation. And it all depends on how you're going to construct it. Right. Uh, but we didn't, you know, we know a couple of the teams that absolutely nailed the draft, but we didn't get a chance to talk about some of the teams that did not nail the draft, where question marks uh, galore, certainly from, uh, at least what they did during the draft here. And uh, Green Bay aside, which uh, I think Green Bay tells us everything about what they think about the future of this team anyway. Uh, yeah. But what were what was another team that you uh, that you kind of walked away with the draft went like, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Sure. You mentioned Green Bay and we've what? talked about that part already mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, I'm going to stay in the same division. Um, I, I don't like what the Chicago Bears did, Joe. Okay, and here's the other thing. And, and for some of these other teams that we talk about, right, like, oh, you're talking about the Bills, and you have to acknowledge they also got Stephon Diggs as part of this trade, right? Mm -hmm. When you're talking about the, the, the uh, Steelers dra draft, you're also being like, oh, and Minka Fitzpatrick was this pick. The Colts with Buckner as well. You have to acknowledge mm -hmm. then for the Bears, that the reason they don't have a first-round pick is because of trading for Khalil Mack yeah. years ago. They are still paying that. And here's the thing. If the Bears had kind of finished the job a couple of years ago with their great defense, mm -hmm. and it would have been worth it. Right. you got to assume they've sort of missed that window. And because of in the previous few years, they did not hit on their draft picks. Right. Leonard Floyd is not still there even. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, the jury is still out at best. They thought they needed to bring in competition in Nick Foles. And so they were kind of bare with their draft picks. They didn't have as much. Their first pick, Joe, was in the second round, the 11th pick of the second round. And where did they go? They went at the tight end position, Joe. They get Cole Kmet, the kid out of Notre Dame. Now, again, not an indictment on the player. Cole Kmet deserves to be 
the number one tight end off the board. To be quite honest, Joe, mm-hmm. I made a few bucks betting that he would be the first tight end off the board. But they, the previous week, they signed Jimmy Graham, Joe. Yeah, I know. Year, $16 million deal. Okay, so what are you really doing in the team construction aspect of it? They've gotten it wrong with tight ends before. Remember them signing Trey Burton? They drafted, I think, Sheehan a few years ago also. They have something like eight or nine tight ends on the roster, Joe. Yeah. Okay, and so if that's the case, why do you spend the first draft pick on another one? And then here's the other thing, Joe, for Chicago. They were a defense. The defense is still the strength of their team, right? Yes. If anything, they needed to help Mitchell Trubisky Prove the case that he belongs. Yes. Okay, so they get the tight end, but then they go cornerback, outside linebacker, cornerback again. They don't really address kind of a need area, in my opinion, mm-hmm. until the fifth round, Joe. Yep. And I don't necessarily like what they did. If they want to hold out hope that Mitchell Trubisky can be their franchise, they needed to give him more weapons. And I do not understand the fascination with the Chicago Bears in the tight end position. I, I do not. I'm with you, man. I, I am so lost with what Chicago's approach is. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I, Dane, I don't know that it matters who the quarterback is going to be, really, at this particular point. It is so strange. They're going to have to make a decision at some point here on that quarterback that they drafted, Trubisky, because his option is coming due. And right. they've got till the first week in May next week to figure it out. They're going to have to decide, are we picking up if we're, and are, or are we not? And if you're not, think about the message that sends uh, well, throughout that, the locker room. It, they traded for Nick Foles. Yes. The message has already been sent, Joe. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, I'm with you, man. It, it's to me, Trubisky is in a, uh, in a situation really, where yeah. it is. But when you have that much turmoil at the top, all the way straight down now where I've got 19 tight ends on this team, I don't know what kind of offense I'm going to see. I, I don't, the defense, it's like Khalil Mack's got to be laughing, going like, I thought I was coming to an organization that was going to have all their stuff together, you know, and I was leaving the Raiders. That I thought the Raiders were a joke. Yeah, um, the Raiders have followed him. That Raiders have followed Khalil Mack. And again, could it possibly be that Khalil Mack in the immediate future could be on another, uh, yet another team? It's kind of, it's kind of crazy to think, but. I guess so, but for me, like the idea of trading Mac, yes. right? It's like a cautionary tale because it yep. didn't work out. It doesn't work out unless you are actually close right. enough that they are actually the player that's the cherry on top to put you over the line, right? Because otherwise, look, the Bears now are stuck in draft purgatory. That's why they have a first-round pick. So So any other team that wants to trade for a a stud like that, they would be a little hesitant to have to give up this kind of haul. Yep, I don't. uh, That is a team that we will continue to scratch our head. And it's not that hard to go from, you know, that to – a six-win team, guys. It's really not that hard. Usually what happens is we look at this, and it's never great to win free agency and, and the draft because you still got it. There's a lot of things in between, but the progression of what where this Bear team was just a couple of years ago to where they were last year, yeah. and now all of that uncertainty this year, including the coach, I... Tell me this, Joe. It's right tough. Now, the Bears' win total on FanDuel, Joe? Is what, what five? Five and a half? It is, Joe. I would say six. Joe, then you need to run to the window, brother. Oh, no. and I'll go right there with you. What is it's it? Eight on the number. It's All eight. Guy, right. am I missing? What am I missing something eight. here with this? Why am I missing uh, with with the Bears? What does this team have that we got ninety seven tight ends? I know that the defense will be decent. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, they anytime you go to the Mac, but be decent. Yes, I'm not. But like, what? What if you are? The defensive coordinator right. facing Bears in week four or whatever, like, right. you ain't scared. No, you no, ain't scared. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do they have, really? Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they drafted the kid Montgomery last year. Right. Okay. Like but him, he right. Even, he didn't even perform as well as some other rookie running backs like Jacobs or Singletary in Buffalo. Offensive or line problems, yes, big time. Yeah. Yep. We, and we know that Mitchell Trubisky is not the answer. <laughs> and Foles, okay, we've seen Foles win a Super Bowl, I know. Right. But we've also seen Foles be exposed in longer term, you know, with a longer sample size. Yeah. So what is the thing? I'll give you Allen Robinson as a decent receiver. Right. Exactly. Owen is this kind of, but, but they don't scare me, Joe. I don't see to, to win an overbet, 
they have to go nine and seven. Yep. Do you really believe the Bears are an over 500 team? I certainly don't. So much so that I will go to the window and click under eight on the Bears. Yeah, it's so funny. You've got um, <sighs> Trubisky's just a mess. So Trubisky's part of this 2017 class, guys, where that fifth-year option's coming up, right? So we know this. We know also, I, I do believe Miles Garrett, they already opted. I'm pretty sure he, he already yeah. took it. Trubisky, I, it, I don't see how it happens. Like you said, they traded for falls. I don't see in any way, shape, or form that they continue to go along with this masquerade. So let's say he doesn't get it. The 49ers, Solomon Thomas, remember him? Uh, yeah. Deep, yeah, and look it's at what crazy. they just went and did here in the draft. I don't see them signing him, uh, especially getting rid of Travis Buck. I don't, he became like, you know, with Armstead there and Nick Bosa, he kind of became the forgotten guy. Everyone yeah. thought out of Stanford he was going to be this thing. Um, I don't know that he's going to be part of the long-term plan, certainly not with the way they just drafted. So I don't know. And Leonard Fournette is another one now coming up uh, on that fifth-year option. Are they going to, and this was a hell of a, when you think about it, that 2017 class, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis is another one out of Tennessee. Do, uh, you know, is Torrey Davis going to be part of the future plans with uh, Tannehill and company there? Leonard Fournette's going to get traded, Dane. Let's be realistic. There's no way they're going to keep up to him. He is not going to start the season as a Jacksonville Jaguar. I mean, he won't start next season as a Jacksonville Jaguar. No, well, that we know. Yes, that we if know. If they yes. don't get a trade, though, they'll yes. run out there and they'll give him 300 carries. Right. They'll chew him up so then they can spit him out next year. You know, he's still under contract. If there's no trade partner, then, and we've said this right. before, right? You use up the running back, and then when he's at his age 27, go find your second contract somewhere else. Somewhere we've else. Done, we've, we've gotten everything we need from yep. you. I continue. Looking at the Bears again, Joe, um, what would you hang? Who, who do you think is going to be their starting quarterback week one? Foles or Trubisky? Uh, I think Foles. I, I don't think they're going to give him any. The minute he does something, they're going to pull the trigger and go with Foles. So right now, especially Foles, if you're looking at eight wins, like yeah, what? I agree with you. Foles is the favorite. Joe. Right. Uh, our friends over at FanDuel, you know, they have yep. up some of those future speculatory for some of the teams who will be under center. Mm-hmm. They have the Bears. Uh, Foles is minus 150. Trubisky is plus 120, Joe. That's just, that's crazy. Uh, and absolutely Foles probably crazy. a short-term bridge mm-hmm. kind of solution anyway, right? Yep. So maybe the Bears are in the Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence situation next yep. year. Yep. I, um, a lot of question marks regarding that team there. A lot of question marks around a lot of these guys from that 2017 draft. Jamal Adams, we, you know, we found out the just- Jets done deal where, yeah, we're, I, we're taking the option. We're going to work on a long field, day, which I love. A couple of other guys, though, some big question marks here, Dane, and I'll throw a few names at you regarding the New York Giants. What do you do with Evan Ingram? Is Evan Ingram a guy that you see the New York Giants um, saying, you know what, we'll extend the option. He's part of the – because really by doing this, you're basically saying they're part of the long-term plans. We're going to figure out a long-term contract and we're good to go, right? Is Evan Ingram part of it? Has he lived up to the billing, do you think? Yes. Okay. I do. I think he is there. His biggest issue mm-hmm. – to quote good old Herman Edwards, has been availability, right? Um, But yes, he has been a contributing force. And you got to also think about it, Joe. The Giants don't really have that prototypical number one wideout on the outside. Sterling Shepard is smaller. Remember, they got Golden Tate last year is smaller. So Evan Ingram does provide that red zone kind of option for them. uh, I think he's great hands. I think he's a good tight end. I really do. Yeah, so when you ask, do the Giants make the commitment, I say yes. Yeah. What about, and this is interesting, too, because you don't realize it, but now he's a New York Giant, but Jabril Peppers yeah. is a guy coming up. Remember, went from Cleveland to the Giants in the yeah. uh, in the Beckham trade. So I don't, I absolutely, I see them picking up his fifth-year option to try to figure it out. I mean, he's yeah. exactly the kind of player we're talking about. Linebacker, can play back a little bit. He is, uh, you know, athletes, and you win absolutely. football games with athletes. Yeah, I mean, remember, they also traded for yes. him in that deal, right? So there's yes. something, a little bit of a sunk cost idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He's also a Jersey kid, yep. you know, from the area. And I thought about this in a kind of full circle way because mm-hmm. uh, the Giants drafted a safety. McKinney, yeah, they did. Yep. In the wow. second round. 
And then I was like, oh, that's interesting. Jabril Peppers, the safety there also. Remember, Peppers also came from Cleveland? Yep. What did Cleveland do in the second round? They drafted a safety. That's uh, Delpit, I believe. Yep. Friends show Lorenzo Neal's uh, yep. nephew or cousin, whatever it was. Correct. Yep. Um, so it's kind of a safety merry-go-round. But, yes, I think Peppers is part of I the I think he's a big part of that. Absolutely. I'm with you. I don't know about, uh, well, Mike Williams, wide receiver there for the uh, Chargers here. Another guy coming up for that extension. I yes. They are loaded, uh, you know, granted that they've got some options, but I think they'd be crazy not to pick up his option. Yeah. I, I don't know that John Ross, the third there with Cincinnati, I don't know what Cincinnati is going to do here. I don't know if, he, should he be in the future plan? Should you at least pick up the options for John Ross? So here's the thing. Mike Williams, yes. Yes, right. He's a part of that future in Los Angeles, I believe so. Ross, he struggled with injuries as well, yeah. Joe, right? And here's the thing. Mm. If Ross is a part of that future, right. you don't draft T. Higgins at the top of the second round, okay? Because you got A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd took a step forward yep, last yep, year, right? Yep, yep. I understand A.J. Green is older, franchise, what have you. Mm -hmm. If you believe Ross is a part of the room, right. then you don't uh, use that level of asset, the number one pick of the second round, in essence, another first-round pick, yep. on the wide receiver, right? To me, the wide receiver pick there is an indictment on Ross more than anybody else, more than on Boyd or on A.J. Green. Do you, uh, do you, what about that Corey Davis? Do you think Corey Davis remains with uh, Tennessee? Yep. You think they yeah you know, they move forward with them there? I, yeah. I think think about the way they are building this team now. Right. I, I know Brown's going we to eventually. AJ Brown. <laughs> right. Is, yeah, but but Corey Davis, I, yep. I, I do think they exercise the option. I do think he's a part of their future. Yep. Yes. And of course, guys, the one that everyone is going to be laughing at and looking at is uh there are two quarterbacks from two thousand seventeen. Yeah. I have a better resume than Mitchell Trubisky, I would say. Uh, uh, <laughs> You think? Uh, they are both going to get, uh, they are both going to get some money. Watch, yep. watch the one in Houston, Joe. Yeah, I agree watch with you, man. Watch the one in Houston yep. because yep. that man is not pleased with his head coach and his yep. general manager, yep. in my humble opinion. This is a man who lost D-Hop, and this is also a man who they've never protected him. Remember his ribs? He had to be on the team bus instead of the plane, and they never really addressed offensive line too much. He's yep. running for his life. And, oh, what if one of these other teams come calling, like New England, for example? Oh, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, goes. T.J. Watt, too, is another name for 2017. Consider that done. So, all right, there you go. You got it. The early line he is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe and Eric. We'll be back again uh, tomorrow. Uh, we will get to the uh, Jordan documentary and our thoughts on there. Kind of got wrapped up in some of these uh, fifth-year options. We're we're Jet fans. We're excited. Jamal Adams is coming back. They finally made a couple of decent decisions. But in the meantime, more great programming coming your way here on The Grid. Come back and join Dana and I tomorrow. SportsGrid.com. It's the other line. Be safe. We'll talk to you again then. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.